Good afternoon. You say is back. Um, we've had a few things, little technical difficulties and stuff that we had to um, redo. So that's why we're a few days late in this recording, but we got it. And um, I'm super, super excited about this podcast and what the Lord has given me. I would have to say this is my heart's cry. This is my passion. This is why the Lord truly gave me a ministry, I believe, and this is why I am just so passionate about it. I'm hardcore about it. I will never change on this. This is the word of God. This is what our hope, our salvation, our, I mean, this is what our Christianity is, what we are talking about today. And I just am so burdened by it because I feel like the subject that we are about to um, unravel and look at some um, verses in the word of God, the word of God is where you go. If you want answers, open the word of God. God will speak to you through them. That's what he gives. And this topic of conversation has come up a lot lately um, with different people that I have spoken with, um, even within our church. Um, and so this is literally what it's all about. This is what our life is about. This is what our um, cry is about, our ministry, everything. And so the subject that we're going to talk today about is, are you dunked or are you covered? And you say, Gino, what are you talking about? Okay, glad you asked. So dunked is, are you baptized? Covered is being covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I can literally speak of this personally because this was my testimony. This was my life. I see it so many times in um, people that are brought up in church or people that just start going to a church that believes in, oh, well, we had 15 baptized. Great. How many accepted Jesus as a personal savior? How many are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ? Because there is a difference. Just being dunked will sing you to hell. Dunked, being baptized, so to speak, is how I'm going to kind of relate to this during this podcast. It is just a picture of obedience after salvation, after you accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, then you get baptized just out of pure obedience. It's like shouting to the world, getting on the mountaintop and shouting to the world of, hey, I got saved. Because I'm going to tell you this right here. And we were talking about this today at lunch. I had a precious friend of mine that got saved and she is extremely bashful. She's very shy um, and she has always been that way, but the Lord saved her on Monday and she has told everybody she's come in contact with. She came into church this morning and I'm telling you, I watched her. I sat back and watched her and she went to everybody that came in contact with her and said, guess what God did to me? God, God saved me. I know that if I was to die today, that I would go to heaven. That's what it's about. I don't care what personality you in. When something as big as Jesus Christ comes into you, it's going to radiate out. You're not going to hide it. You're not going to. So that's what baptism is. And I've had that question like, Gina, what is baptism? Baptism is a picture of obedience after, get this, after God saves you by the blood of Jesus Christ. So many people today want to take the blood out. If you take the blood out, I don't have anything to stand on. There's no gospel. Without the blood, everything we do is in vain. So you cannot have a Christian life without the blood of Jesus Christ covering you. I don't care what um, this generation is believing today. I don't care what these churches are pressing through of you can take the blood out. And even so-called Bibles are taking the blood out. You can't take the blood out. Without the blood, the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ, you don't have a gospel. You don't have a salvation. You have no relationship with Jesus Christ. 
I don't care what anybody says. And this is not Gina's philosophy or theology. This is the pure word of Jesus Christ. And without the word and without the blood, you, my friend, don't have salvation. You don't have a gospel. So I am here literally like this is my passion. I want to shout it from the mountaintop. And I want everybody to listen to this podcast that you can be dumped a million times. You can get baptized and go, oh, I was baptized this morning. Great. Have you been saved? Has the blood covered you? Salvation, I mean, being dumped, being baptized will bust hell wide open because that does nothing for you. It doesn't change you. You can be dumped unsaved and guess what? When you come back, you're going to still be unsaved. But if you're being dumped and you are saved and you have accepted the blood of Jesus Christ and you'd ask him to forgive your sins, then guess what? You're going to be dumped being saved and, and, you know, come up being saved. Baptism does not change you. Baptism does not cover you. Baptism does not save you. The only thing that being baptized is, is an act of obedience within Jesus and letting everybody know, hey, I accepted the blood of Jesus Christ. I am a changed creature. I am now a Christian. That's all that it is. And in this culture we're growing up or we're, that's going around us, it's got it all mixed up. I see all these churches. Oh, we had 10 baptized today. Great. Great. But when did they get saved? It's a pure act of obedience. So today we're going to go through the word of God and we're going to see what Jesus says about it. Um, John 3, 3 through 6 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, this is Jesus talking, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that's not one of Jesus' disciples saying that. That is Jesus himself saying, except you receive me as your personal savior, you will not enter heaven, period. Verse four says, but Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he not enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? So Nicodemus is looking at him and go, wait a minute. How can I, as an adult, and this is how Nicodemus is relating to Jesus. How can you put me back in my mother's womb and I be born again? Because Nicodemus didn't understand being born again. The Lord's not talking about here of you being birthed humanly again. Okay, you can only be birthed humanly one time. But this is how Jesus answered. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. He's saying, unless he receives me as his personal savior, he cannot enter the kingdom. Remember when Jesus was crucified? And they pricked his side and out of his side came water. That's water of the spirit of God. That, that's our salvation. That's our blood. That's, that's what covers us. And Jesus is saying, unless you're covered in it, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have to be born twice. You're born once of your mother. But when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, you're born again of the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus. That's why Jesus died. That's why God sent his only son. Jesus had to die so we could be saved. Even knowing how much we would fail him. Picture this. And this amazes me. I pray I never, 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 ever get over this. Even though God knew Gina was going to be born one day and fail him many, many, many times. He still sent his only son to be crucified and tortured and hung up on a cross just for me. 
If I would have been the only one, if you would have been the only one, do you understand he still would have done the same exact thing? Do you understand he still would have had his one son crucified just for you? That's how much God loves you. You can never fail God so much that he doesn't want to save you. You can never fail God so much that he doesn't love you. It's, I think about how I love my kids and how no matter how much my kids like disappointed me or like would disobey or whatever, like we do Jesus Christ, I still love them. Like, like a love that I can't even explain to you. That's how God loves us and so much more. It's uncomprehendable to me and it should be to you too. And God says, well, wait a minute, unless you accept me, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Then it goes, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. He said, that which is born of your mom, your flesh. And we're all born sinners. And it says, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. And that's Jesus. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't lie. You must be born again to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And then you go to John 14, Verse six, it said, Jesus saying to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's saying you have to come through me to be able to get to heaven. You have to ask for me to forgive your sins. And you have to be saved. And you have to be covered in the blood of the lamb for you to go to heaven one day. It doesn't say, Jesus saying to thee, you must be baptized. Doesn't say that. It says, you must, no man come into the Father but by me. It doesn't say you must be dumped. It does say you must be covered. You have to be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Then you go to um, Acts 4.12. You go over there to Acts 4.12, and it says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You have to be saved under Jesus Christ. It doesn't say you're going to be saved under the one dunking you or the water is going to cover you. It says you have to be saved through Jesus Christ. So many people believe that that water is going to change who you are. It doesn't. You get a bath every single day. That's just like getting baptized. There is no power in the tub that's holding that water. There's no power in that water coming out of the faucet. None whatsoever. It is just an act of obedience saying, hey, Guys, I've gotten saved and I would have shot it from the mountaintop. But before you go get dumped, you have to be covered and we have it twisted around. And I am sad to say, but we are dunking a bunch of people and making it so exciting that they're getting dumped before they get covered. And I'm afraid we're sending a bunch of people to hell because we have it all twisted. We say we believe in the word, but do we? Do you? Because we have the acts confused. There's a difference. Being dumped, just dumped, will send you to hell. But being covered will send you to heaven. Let's look at the thief on the cross. The thief on the cross was covered by Jesus on the cross. Remember when he was up there and say, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom? Okay, he was saved on the cross. Then he died. He never even, he never even got dumped. But guess what? Guess where he is? He's in heaven rejoicing because the Bible says you must be saved to get into heaven. It doesn't say you must be baptized to get into heaven. So if you get saved and you never get baptized, that doesn't mean you ain't going to heaven. You're going to heaven. 
You're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Should you get baptized? Yes, it's an act of obedience. You really should. But if you don't, that doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. But today we have it twisted. Oh, you must be baptized. You must be baptized. You must be baptized. Why? Why? Have they been covered? And I know you're probably sick of me saying that, but I'm going to keep on saying it. Dunked is just pure obedience. Salvation is being covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you go to Matthew 7, verse 21, it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Do you know what that's saying? Not everybody that goes to church, not everybody that witnesses, not everybody that proclaims Jesus Christ, not everybody that says, oh, I know him, do you? Not everybody that posts religious stuff on Facebook or on Twitter or on what is their Instagram or does TikTok videos or whatever you're into. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, out of their mouth is going to enter into heaven. This is what Jesus is saying, not Gina. Just because you profess him doesn't mean you're saved. Do you have, can you remember a time that you asked Jesus Christ into your heart? Can you remember a time where the Holy Spirit entered you and changed you? And I'm sorry, but when you're saved, you want to go to church. You want to do stuff for Jesus because when something as big as Jesus Christ, and you've heard me say it and I will keep shouting it because this is my testimony. When something as big as Jesus Christ enters you, it changes you. You can not stay the same. Will you still sin? Absolutely. Will we still fail him on a daily basis because we're still flesh? Will we make bad decisions? Yes, but when you do, that still small voice living inside of you gonna prick your heart. Because where the Holy Spirit resides, sin can't reside. When the Holy Spirit resides, there's certain things that can't reside anymore. You change. You become a new creature. That's what the word says. All things are passed away. Behold, everything becomes new. I remember the morning after I was saved and I was going through town. I remember I looked over and the trees looked different colors. I'm telling you... It was a feeling that sometimes I just wish I could have every time you're like, Gina, no, not every morning do I get up. Do I just feel the Holy Spirit all over me? I don't because I'm flesh. I wake up tired. I get aggravated. I wake up and you know what I mean? I'm not ready for the day every day. But I'm telling you, I know that I'm saved. I can take you back to the place that I got saved. If you cannot take somebody back to a place in a time, and you might not remember the exact date, that's fine, but you will remember the moment that you asked Jesus to come to your heart. Why, Gina? Because it flips your world upside down. You will remember it. And he says, not everybody that says, Lord, many years I went thinking I was saved. And I would say, Lord, Lord, out of my mouth. I taught Sunday school. I sang in church. I sang in the choir. I was a youth leader. I was a women's leader. I said, Lord, Lord, all the time. I still would have busted hell wide open because I was dumped, but I wasn't covered. He says, you won't enter in the kingdom, but he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven, you will enter the kingdom. What's the um, will of the father, Gina? Glad you asked that you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Because once you get saved, so, so many people think Christian life, they make it so hard because they're like, well, you know, I, I, don't, I hear this excuse all the time. Well, I don't have time to go to church. Well, you got time to do everything else. 
Well, I don't have time to work for Jesus Christ. Well, you got time for everything else. You know, in our other podcast, we have talking about time and being still and just really just getting alone with Jesus Christ because how important that is. But what we do is we're like, oh my gosh, I can't get saved because I won't be this and I won't be that or there's a time. I'm going to tell you right here, you will never be perfect enough to be saved. You are a sinner and I am a sinner. You are wicked and I am wicked. And we will be until we meet Jesus Christ. The only difference is if you've never asked Jesus in your heart, I have and you haven't. There will never be the perfect time to get saved. When he draws you, you better accept him. Because like Ronnie said in church this morning, we don't talk enough about that he doesn't have to save you. Think about that. There will be a time that God will draw you, that he will dwell with you, that he will literally like put you under so much conviction you can't hardly breathe, okay? But he doesn't have to do it but once. Do you understand that? So many times we play with God and we play with the conviction of God and we're like, okay, we're not gonna get saved today. God's dealing with you and dealing with you and dealing with you. Like, no, not today, not today. You're not promised that he'll ever deal with you again. I'm so thankful that he saw fit. He went years and didn't deal with me. And I am so thankful that he saw fit to deal with me one more time. But that morning he told me, Gina, this is it. This is your last time. You have played church enough. That door will shut one day. He doesn't have to deal with you again. And if he's dealing with you right now, you better heed unto it and you better ask him to save you. Because I'm telling you, if you go under the sound of my voice and you never, and it has nothing to do with me. But maybe he's using this podcast to deal with your heart and say, you know what? You need something. You think you got something. You've been dunked, but you ain't ever been covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. Do not wait another minute. You are not promised tomorrow. You are not promised tonight. You are not promised a week from now. But most importantly that, you're not promised that God will ever deal with your heart again. We just think we have so many chances, but it never says that in the word of God. There will come a day that God will quit dealing with you. I don't know when that is, and you don't know when that is. But have you ever been covered? Have you ever been saved because it says here in this verse that many will say lord lord and he will say i never knew you and those are words i'm telling you that nobody wants to hear everybody thinks this life is a game oh i got plenty of time to accept jesus as my savior oh i can post a couple verses i can i can post my bible morning devotion on facebook and look like the best christian but you never enter a church, you never do anything for Jesus Christ, and you don't have a relationship with him. But let's go a little bit further. Let's say you do go to church, like I did. Have you ever been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ? Is there a time that you can say, Jesus, Gina, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I got saved. He changed me. He changed who I was. Yes, I still fail him. But I know that I have been covered. You don't want to hear I never knew you. You don't. I'm telling you, you do not want to hear. If you go to Ephesians 2, and this is where I was at. This, was, this is a scary thought. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For by grace you are saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Listen to this. Not of works. 
when the Lord started telling me, when he started dealing with me after many years, me thinking I was saved and I was in my forties when he started dealing with me. And that whole year, if you've heard my testimony, y'all have heard it, but that whole year he dealt with me, I would say, but Lord, I've done this and Lord, I've done this and I've done this for you and I've done this and I've been this leader and I did this in the church and I go to church every time the doors are open. This verse says, for by grace, you're saved. It doesn't say for by being a Sunday school teacher, for by posting things, for by being brought up in church because your mama's saved, because your daddy's saved, because your grandma's saved, because you know of Jesus you know of church, you know of the word of God. You were a Sunday school teacher, you sang in church, you were a preacher, whatever. You can sit here and put whatever you do under here. It doesn't say that. It says, for by grace, you are saved. You are saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing that you've done or I've done. Verse nine says, it's not of works, lest any man should boast. The word of God says, don't boast about what you do. None of that sends you to heaven. All of that can send you straight to hell. Are you covered by the blood of Jesus Christ? And then you might be saying, well, Gina, you know, who can be saved? Well, if you go to John three sixteen, and even if you aren't in church, usually everybody knows this verse. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We quote this verse so much that we forget its meaning. I have three sons. And I'm going to tell you right here. I'm not sending my son to be crucified, tortured, all of that. Would you do that to save somebody you didn't even know? Would you do that to save somebody that's going to turn their back on you? That's going to fail you every day? That's going to proclaim that they know you, but they really don't? And you think of the people that literally curse God's name. And I sit there and think about that. And I was sitting there watching this week has been an amazing week. I'm telling you, Monday I got a call from a dear friend so early in the morning and she was screaming on there. She said, Gina, I'm lost. I'm going to hell. I need to be saved. I'm lost. I'm going to hell. I need to be saved. And I'm like, where are you? Am I coming to you or are you coming to me? And she's like, come to me. And I go to her house. And what an honor and privilege it is <laughs> to just be able to hear a sinner cry out to Jesus. And she got on her knees in her living room and got saved by God's grace. And I'm telling you, it just renewed my spirit. And I was coming home and just crying all the way home. Thank God. What an honor that I could sit there and hear that. And I watched that on Monday. And then today we're sitting there and the Holy Spirit just filled our church and we're singing and people are testifying. And, and I see somebody that's like a son to me and I could see God's just dealing with him and him and my son actually go out and pray. And then they come back and he wasn't sure if he was saved or not. And we're singing this song and he literally just crawled to the altar. And I heard him crying out. And I just got to thinking, God, there's nothing like the blood of Jesus Christ. There's nothing like crying out and hearing a sinner because that was me. That is me. Like, and God sent his only son for us, so evil and wicked and imperfect people. But that's how much he loves you and me. And I hope I never get over that. There's nothing like being covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
and he did it for you, knowing how much you would fail him, and he did it for me. And the word kind of talks about, you know, what God went through and the torture he went through. And I'm going to tell you this. I could not imagine watching my kids and me doing it, me giving the okay. Because what I want you to realize is at any moment, God could have changed it. And God could have spoke and everything been changed. But he watched his only son do all of that and go through all of that for you and for me. And instead of covering by people and telling them that they're lost and they need to be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, we're just dunking them and telling them that they're okay. This is my heart's cry. This is my passion. No, beyond a shadow of doubt, if God was to come right now, God forbid if he was to take you right now, that you would know that you wouldn't bust hell wide open, that you know that you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are not promised another chance. You are not promised. Quit playing around with Jesus. Quit playing around with, with that conviction. And when he's speaking to you, quit playing around with it. Because I'm telling you, one day he will stop dealing with you. It could be your last time. And keep going on. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's how much he loves you and me. That whosoever. I'm going to go ahead and just knock this one in the, in, in the back. There are so many churches that believe in Calvinism. Calvinism is from the pit of hell. And if you're under the sound of my voice and you're one of them, I'm sorry, but you are not biblical, nor are you right with Jesus Christ. Calvinism is from the pit of hell. The verse 316 in the God, God does not lie. Jesus is speaking this. He is not a liar. He will never be a liar. Whatever he says is true and will come to pass. It says, whosoever, whosoever, last time I looked it up, meant anybody. It doesn't say chosen people. It says, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That means you will reside in heaven with him one day. Whosoever. So I don't know who is under the sound of my voice that needs to hear what I'm saying. But God just didn't put this on my heart just to put it on my heart. There is somebody that needs to listen to this. And you say, well, Gina, how do I do it? Glad you asked. Romans 10, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's it. <clears throat> we make salvation so hard and it is so easy. You're like, how do I know he's dealing with me? Because I'm telling you, friend, your heart will be beaten out of your chest. You will know beyond a shut. Nobody's going to have to tell you that you are under conviction. Nobody's going to have to tell you that God is dealing with your heart. You will know that you need to be saved. And right here, it says, all you have to do is confess that the Lord Jesus is who he is. Believe in your heart that God was raised from the dead and thou shalt be saved. It says in verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unknown unto salvation. With your heart you believe. God, I know that I'm a sinner, but I believe that you sent your only begotten son to save me. Please come into my heart and change who I am. And when he does it, nobody's gonna have to tell you he's done it. You will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he has saved your soul. Nobody's gonna have to tell you about it. And then it says, once he does it with the mouth, you will confess it. This is where I say, I don't care how shy of a person you are. I don't care how backwards of a person you are. It says, when God comes in, you will profess it with your mouth. 
My dear friend that got saved this week, I'm telling you, everybody that she has seen, she says, and I have seen her do it because I saw her a couple times this week. She's told everybody she came in contact with what God did with her, and she's one of the most shy people I know. When something as big as Jesus Christ comes into your heart and the Holy Spirit dwells there, you are a changed human, and you want to tell everybody about it. It's like when an exciting event happens in your life. Maybe when you have a child or you get a new job or, you know, something that you've been wanting to happen happens in your life. And you just go tell everybody because you're so super excited. This is like that, but 200%. So I ask you before I leave you today, do you know him? Are you dumped? Or are you covered? What are you? I'm going to pray. And I pray that if somebody's under the sound of my voice, and I know that there is, God wouldn't have put this so strong on my heart. You don't know him. I pray that he will draw you, he will convict you, and you will ask him to save you. And that he will change your life. And if you need to get a hold of me, I have a Facebook page under Gina Wharton, W-O-R-T-E-N. I have a ministry page under Gina Wharton slash CWP Ministries. You reach out. You reach out. But be obedient. Are you dunked or are you covered? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you. Thank you for this time in your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you that we can claim your word and cling to it and know, Lord, that you've never failed us nor lied to us, that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for your blood. I thank you for sending your only son, Jesus Christ, for a wretched old sinner like me. I thank you for having the honor of seeing people come to know you this week. Move, God, move. And may it start within me. I love you with every fiber of my being. And I pray, God, that if somebody's here that doesn't know you, they will ask you to save them. And God, Lord, they would find a Bible church that they would reach out, God, and whatever I can do. But God, know that it's only through you and the blood of Jesus Christ. That if they've just been dunked, they would shift that to the side. And God, Lord, they'll be covered by the blood of the Lamb. I love you. I thank you for being faithful. And I thank you for being God. In your precious name I pray. Amen.